Hello, welcome to episode 148 of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. And I'm Stevie Wildcard. And every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together and we do our best to take all of our va- the various issues that life throws our way and we just basically shoot fireworks into their mouth and celebrate <laughs> our independence as we get something done. Steven, <laughs> some America. of us shoot fireworks. I, you know, snakes and sparklers are really the only ones I like. So I kind of just like aggressively send a snake at my issues. Yeah, I mean, that's what they get. I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> it just, like, it's just, I mean, if you, if you put them close enough, it's like, ooh, how big is this snake going to get? I don't like it. <laughs> Who like, knows? Back up, back, I don't like this. I don't like that. We just like keep them in place. And we're like, oh, it's getting close. It's, getting it's close. so unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so tiny. Um, but what we really do is every week we do our best to overcome our various issues and try to get something creative done in the world. Most recently, we've been working on a supernatural action horror comedy comic book called Deathless. Steven, every week. We talk about what we were trying to do this week and like how we did in the very beginning of our show. Then we get into like some like what got in the way, what distracted us. And then we, you know, do some other stuff. Steve, I need to know because every week you do this to us. Every week you're like, I'm going to do three pages or I'm going to do two pages. And then you're like, I want you to call me a failure in front of everyone. And I'm like, I feel like you're into it. I feel like this is a kink unlocked situation. Like, this is just a supreme kink. No, dude, you know what it is? Is it is like, lack of true foresight in how much time i actually have like it is truly just like this blind like i overestimate the amount of time i have and i i, I yeah before i, I know it it's, before i know it it's tuesday and i'm like yep. holy shit that went fast like yeah. and like the, the funniest thing about like time uh you know just like just using your your time wisely like you know is when you lose a day, it's a day gone. It's like a it's, day you know, gone. Like, I, I I lost a day this week uh, to allergies, and I was like, "Ooh, okay. Well, like, no matter how I manage my time now, I lost an entire day of productivity. I can I did nothing that day because my face was trying to not be my face any longer. I didn't even have the pleasure of being John Travolta or Nick Cage or mm-hmm. one of the two, mm-hmm. like John, you know, John Cage or Nick Travolta. Like, I didn't. I get none of the face. Just off. a Florida dude, just in horrible allergy oh, shocks so bad um but yeah so so like no matter how you try to manage your time if you have something that pops up or if you know something consumes more of a day than you would have expected or could have you know predi- um, predicted it's just like how are you supposed to come back from that you know and it's really hard to manage um that being said Stephen, uh so how did you do what happened i just i i completely bunked it. i did finish the one page that i did not finish bunked it bunk, bunk, bunked it it's a, it's a soft it's a softer blow it's, it's a softer it, it blow it doesn't feel quite as bad steven but i bunked it. Like it. Really, you bunked it but we are really 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 close so like it's it's bad but not horrible so but yeah i didn't get nearly as much as i wanted to get done like it's fourth of july weekend and both my wife and i have divor- divorced families so there is just a lot of separate celebrations. It's, it's like the and 16th of July. Like you just keep going. It's it's like, just, and July, it's like, it's like not July, even how July. many hamburgers do you want me to eat? You get a hamburger. <laughs> you get hamburger. You get hamburger. Like and I it really yeah. bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that show is priceless, by the way. But uh, anyways, yeah. So like just like my whenever my weekend gets crushed is usually when i i lack the most progression because if i can get like a good friday evening into half of a saturday i get like a lot done but if something like hiccups those two days it's 
it's just not good. You know, like that's basically where I'm at when it comes to this is unfortunately I like, it's, it's just tough to make up for it when I lose those days. And whenever yeah. there's a holiday, that's just what happens. It just crushes those days. So I, I equally like bunked it, bunked, bunked it. The day. It's soft guys. We say bunked it from now on. Okay. Bunked, we're not punishing you it up. We bunk, we're, we're, we're bunker buddies is what we are. Steven bunker buddies is what we call this from now on um, <laughs> together with our heads in the sand, like ostriches in our bunker of failure. Um, but this week I, Steven, I had, and you know, you've known me for a long time. So you've seen my allergy situation when mm. it flares up and like what, what can happen. I had one of my days. So what happens to me, for those of you who don't suffer from these sort of uh, ailments, uh, what happens to me is I wake up and I think, Oh, my nose is a little, a little worse than, than usual. Okay, I'm going to take a shower and hope my congestion clears out a little. Because that's a thing that some of us think, especially living in places like Florida and we deal with that <laughs> stuff. You know, so I take my shower and then after my shower, I'm like, oh, wait, it's worse. Everything's worse. My whole life is worse and my brain is trying to drip out of all the orifices. I have no brain and I literally, so I can't breathe that's right. goop. It's all just goop. I can't, I have no thoughts, no thought. My only thought is how do I stop the goop? I need to keep the goop. When you're talking, it's like breathy. Like you have to like take breaths in between words because it's like the congestion's like in a weird spot. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's such a weird thing because sometimes when you get congested, right? Like if I get congested, I'm like, Ooh, there's just, I get this headache and it's bad and I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm stuffy. But when I get allergies really bad, I get that stuffy pain, but I'm dripping constantly. Just pouring. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's, it's undammable. Like it is, like it is, you can't stop it. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's. And then what happens when it's leaking like that? And you stuff stuff because like I've had that at work. I'm literally like, leaning over pavers and hitting them, and it's just dripping. Yes, the nose gets raw. In it, that's where hurts. I am right now. You, I don't, I don't know how well you can see it in the light, but it hurts so bad to even touch it. Oh, it's so frustrating, and like it starts get like like peeling, and I'm like, oh, everyone's gonna think I'm a lizard person. And that's the thing <laughs> that like some people think exists in the world, and they're gonna. See you're just <laughs> you're just going Team Zuck right off. Rip, today, huh? Yeah, yeah. Today <laughs> I met an Illuminati lizard, and I'm like, yes, you did. And I was working retail. Look at that. And I have a tail retail. Ooh, there's something there. We'll get there through. is something. Um, there. Steven, speaking of that and speaking of uh, weird conspiracies and stuff. OK, so so if you're new to our show, we've we've done the thing. We've we talked about all of the productivity stuff that we're going to talk about. The rest of our show is we talk about things that broke our brains and distracted us throughout the week. And then we talk about a little bit about like what we're going to do in the future this week. Steven, this week I saw. Now, here's the thing. If I see something like. If I see something like once, I, I kind of like ignore it. And I'm like, ah, it's, it's no big deal. If I see something like twice, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm probably going to like see what this is about. You know, I'm gonna, like, there's a right. pattern for it's me. a pattern going on. You know, um, if I see something like three times, I'm like, okay, why is everyone obsessed with this? I got to know more. You know, like, I hate this. I wish I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't want to care. But I saw a thing, Stephen. I saw a thing. Um, how familiar are you with Fruit of the Loom, Stephen? Well, I do know that we hopped universes at some point and there is no cornucopia. I know right. that much about Fruit of the Loom. Okay. Now that's what I was getting at. Okay. So here's the, so here's the thing. So I exist in a world in which I, don't I remember a lot of cornucopias. A... What was that? I remember cornucopia. Okay. Do you? I do. Okay. So I think people like Steven, um, <laughs> people <laughs> this like idiot, <laughs> this, this complete idiot. No, this is boring. <laughs> this, this bunking failure this over bunking here. Failure over here. No, but I, so like, so I'll tell you like my experience with it, right? Is 
I know I have a pretty good memory, right? And I like I think most of us have a pretty good memory for some things, you know, like randomly. It's like, you know, like so we all have our, like our specialties and stuff. We like we know how many toothpicks drop or we can say every line in every like, you know, Deer Hunter song or whatever, you know, like we can quote an entire Jim Carrey movie or whatever it is. Um and like some things just click and some things like we like have really, you know, really great memories for. I do think every one of us overestimates our memory with some things, you know, with, and I, especially with logos and, and smaller things like that, that are insignificant. Right. Yes. And, and like for me, like my experience with that situation was I read that. So I read um, someone was like, oh, we must have jumped universes because like there used to be a cornucopia in the Fruit of Loom. And my thought and this is how I experienced it. My thought was I can imagine that. I can like, I can picture it, but I'm also a person who can picture things in their brain. You know, like I can imagine things. So if you tell me that, I know what that looks like. I've seen one somewhere every Thanksgiving for 30, whatever years, you know? So like, I can imagine when you picture a cornucopia horned thing, you know, a fruit of plenty or whatever, like, uh, you know, you picture it with fruits and vegetables and stuff. So naturally, if you're thinking of a, a logo that would have fruits and stuff, it's easy to picture what it was. So basically, we're all just marketing geniuses that should have pitched this logo idea long ago. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I want do you know what I think the fruit might come from though? Is remember the commercial where the people were in the fruit costumes for Fruit yeah. of the Loom? Yeah. And I'm wondering if like what you're saying, like the collective of like the idea of the fruit of the loom, like the fruits gathered together. Yeah, and the cornucopia. Well, and I I, I think that's what I think that I think what happens a lot of the time is we don't have a strong stored memory of the thing. Um, so when we recall it, it's just kind of like picture. It's like, you know, uh, like pixels floating in the air, like Mike TV putting himself together. And if someone, if anyone suggests, hey, wasn't there a cornucopia in there? It's very easy for your to brain to imprint. fill in those gaps. And yeah, and, and, you know, and create those pictures. And then what happens, of course, is you reinforce that when someone else goes, I also remember that. And you're like, okay, well, now you have two people who are both, not remembering something but filling in these gaps and then reinforcing this false memory on each other to, to the extent that they're going to be backed up and now they're going to defend their memory as if it's true because it's the thing they believe because it is the memory that they've reinforced not that it's necessarily the memory that was actual that they had and that like, makes sense so like, like, it's like yeah so well because okay and here's the thing dude i I, I love I love the idea. I've I've made the like not not even just joke. I've said flat out on this podcast that I have died several times and jumped different realities. I'm okay with this. Let's do it. What I don't like is like when people are like, oh, this is this is evidence of this because of <laughs> okay, so I so I went down the rabbit hole a little bit of this, right? So when you look it up, when you look up this this situation, you can find that one of I think it was like the first um trademark. Uh, paper that they tried to file through that got canceled that they canceled they put um cornucopia and fruit of plenty on the labeling category list okay and so people were using that as evidence of like look this is a residual this is residue from the previous you know uh universe that we lived in and all this and then it's like the re the way you can easily rationalize that is like okay well the way those categories work is they they want you to be able to find any logo with fruit and that sort of stuff. And if you're looking for a logo with fruit, you won't always need a cornucopia, but maybe you type in cornucopia because it always produces a logo with fruit, you know? Yes. So like, yeah, so it's so even if your logo doesn't have the cornucopia, if it has a bunch of fruit and vegetables, you might put cornucopia so people are looking for fruit can find it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, 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 it's like saying, <clears throat> it's like putting like, 
animal and you put dog, but weirdly what you're talking about is a wolf. So you're like dog, canine, you know, and you just put like- Wild. (laughs) Yeah, wild. You just like hashtag broad terms so people can narrow it down and find the thing that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get, but people are- So so the Fruit of the Loom one was like when I was like whatever about, but one that I can verifiably disagree with easily is- is Kazam Shazam situation like I everyone knows Shaq was the genie. I yeah. don't know where the Sinbad thing came from, where he's a genie too. I'm pretty sure it's what you're saying. People never saw Kazam, yes, and um, just I, knew knew Shaq or knew somebody was a genie, and then they're like, Well, Sinbad was but I def I personally remember it first kid. Yes. I remember a couple of Sinbad movies, but I do not remember a genie yep. Sinbad House movie. Guess. First house guest and first was, kid uh, jingle all the way jingle Sinbad the way. was Sing, Sinbad was everywhere in the 90s he was everywhere on like he had his stand-up was everywhere he was on every he was on like um oh my god what was it? like so many tv shows at the time like every tv show every movie like he was all over the place so it like it seems so simple that it was just one of those things where it was like People didn't actually see the movie. They were seeing a bunch of things and they just, you know, you just picture that and you're like, hey, I don't know how you mix up Sinbad and Shaq, though. Racism is racism <laughs> no, no, no. for real. I, but, I like, have no idea how that happened. But because like I but, but maybe it's because like they didn't see Kazam because like I yeah. saw that movie and I yeah. love that movie. Like I, I, when I was a kid, it was like the yeah, funny, I mean, like not to mention. Genie. OK, so I like I mean. I just have so many questions about the people who are like, listen, it can't be my faulty memory or anything you just, (laughs) but like, it's, but like when people are like, it's impossible that it's my faulty memory. What it definitely is, is we jump to realities and there are residual (laughs) things. And I'm like, how is that the thing? Like, how do you not recognize that you could be imperfect? Like, that's all it is. It's just, hey, you could be imperfect. And what happens is other people are similarly imperfect. It's fine. We do that. Like, and like, you know, you see a lot of people with the circular logic, like, oh, yeah, well, then why can numerous people have these same, uh, you know, inaccuracies? I'm like, okay, well, the same thing that led you to inaccurately remember that there was a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom ad led the other people to believe that thing. Not necessarily that they heard it from someone else, but that they don't have a strong stored memory of this thing. And then when they think about it, they're like, yeah, that sounds about right. If someone says it, you know, and it's if anything, the dude that's like adamant, like, no, there wasn't one. We should be trusting that guy because he remembers the logo and he's he's got the evidence to support his claim. Yeah. So like, okay, so like the fun thing about it is so then what happens is you have these things where it's like um, like someone made an album where it was like, flute of the loom or something or like it's something like flute of the loom where it's uh, a flute or whatever and it's it's like a joke on fruit of the loom and he's like well i designed this logo and if 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 fruit of the loom didn't have a cornucopia why did i put that and it's very i'm just like because you thought fruit of the loom had a cornucopia so you were trying to copy this logo okay show me the logo that you were trying to reproduce yeah this should be easy right you this should have like okay, um, are, are, so if we're suggesting that the logo did exist sometime and now they're trying, they they what they deleted every logo, or are we now in a different? We're actually in a different universe where they were capable of destroying the Fruit of Loom logo on everything for some reason, but didn't change your memory of it. Why? Yeah, you transitioned to a universe that erased your Photoshop file where you have the layer that you copied the Fruit exactly. of the Loom logo onto. Yeah. But it didn't erase your memory. But it didn't erase your memory. And it's just like, it seems so silly. It's, and it, like, okay, so I was like, fine, fine, Steven. So what I want to do is I would like, just, just for a second, 
let's see. And like, we don't have a lot of time. It's super late. It's 4th of July. But I, what I want to do is I want us to both just commit to the, I want to see we're doing this. We're going to say the Mandela effect is completely true, but I want to know why, like, what is it, Steven? What like, this Oh, so we're, this is like, this is almost like a, a, a um, a monster test where we kind of get to flesh, flesh yes. out the rules of it. Flesh out the rules of um, yeah. Mandela effect. So we're monster testing Mandela effects. Okay. So you ready? What happened? Yes. When Nelson Mandela was captured. He was okay. actually, it wasn't, he wasn't imprisoned. He was okay. actually fortified with super time altering powers, becoming the super villain Mandela. And what he does is throughout time, he just picks random bystanders on the road and just swaps them with their other universe bystander equivalent just to troll people it has there is no greater good or greater i like i like that it's just like a neutral like chaotic neutral it's a cat he has no he has no quarrel with any man he just wants to really fuck with people in such a deep way that they can't explain it and they look crazy trying to explain how they remember that damn cornucopia and sinbad was definitely a genie i love it i okay so what i I love it i love like I, i feel like I feel like that's what happens with these things where it's like, since there is no definite what it was, like what they could be, they just spiral endlessly. And they're like, oh, whoever can come up with like the most like ridiculous and fun thing, we're just going to go with that one, you know? And it's just because what I don't, I'll tell you what I don't like about it. Like, first of all, I don't like the passionate aggression that happens when people are just like, no, I know for a fact that it was Berenstein. Now, now here's the thing. I, that's the only one of all of the Mandela effects that I was like, that is weird because I always heard Berenstein, but it's clearly written as Berenstain. And I'm like, why would anyone ever say Berenstein if it's Ain? obviously? You know, so I was like, that's a we- that's a weird one to me because I'm like, I but but that being said, I didn't really read those books as a kid. And I, I can tell you, I didn't have a strong memory of them. But what I my did- dad did crack and he's the one that put the movie in the freaking VCR. Ah, Berenstein Bears. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I, that's where I was getting at. I was going to say that we all had Steven's dad in our ears saying like, hey, you want to read them Berenstein Bears? I think, you know what we're forgetting about is the generation that's most impacted by the Mandela effect is the millennial generation, correct? And possibly some what? of Gen Z. I think we're severely underestimating the potency of cocaine that our parents did in the eighties. Like they were like, like just wackadoodling and like, you know, maybe that really fragmented all of our memories simultaneously into a different reality. Into a different re- See, I think where Mandela, the supervillain has messed up. And this is where he's realizing is he's, Sometimes he's accidentally pulling from the same universe when he's swapping bodies. So when one of the loud people is like, no, there was yeah. a cornucopia. There's a there's a sudden random bystander from the same universe yeah. that completely forgot about it. and was like, oh, yeah, there was. Uh-huh. And he and, and Mandela is fucking with him over the Shazam Kazam thing. Oh, They're not even he doesn't even care about the cornucopia, but he's from the same universe. That's a funny one. I wonder if there's anyone. And then, like and then what happens is he's like, okay. he goes, yeah. And then Shazam is is a genie and it's Sinbad. And the guy that the cornucopia gets like, sure, sure. That's that too. <laughs> but uh, but the cornucopia thing is what matters. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> We're together in this. No, but I am, I want to stay on that for a second. Cause like, I like, and I'm so sorry, uh, viewers and listeners, but like, I am very interested in this for a second. Uh, Steven, I like, w- is anyone doing the Venn diagram math of these realities? Are, are there, Ooh. um, are there like relations, but is there a, you know, a relationship, uh, between 
the people who believe in you know Kazam and the people who believe in the Berenstein Bears. Is there a relationship between the Fruit Loops, like all oh, you know, two O's versus the UI, you know, versus the people who believe in Tiny Tunes or uh, you know, Looney Tunes? By the way, that's clearly what happened, right? Okay, so Tiny T or Looney Tunes was Looney, but with tunes uh, spelled T U N E S. Yes. That's how it's spelled, I think. But everyone seems to or a lot of people seem to be adamant that it was T-O-O-N-S for tunes. But no, that was always tunes because of the, the programming and everything. Right. Yeah. But it seems but it seems to me that Tiny Tunes was spelled T-O-O-N-S. And because it was a parody. Because, right? it was, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that people just kind of like combine those two. And we're just like, no, it was always just Looney Tunes. And I was like, no, OK, well, that's probably what happened. Your brain, you know, combined those things. You mixed it. You stored it improperly. And now there now it's there forever. Once again, going back to the millennials, causing all the Mandela problems. Too much Mandela crack. You need to stop. Why does Mandela hate millennials is the I real question. <laughs> that's, you know. God, got to put that guy back in jail. <laughs> just Mandela. <laughs> he says it, too, whenever he can, like throws his magical powers his universe swapping powers so i can imagine like what if okay what if it's a what if it's like a checkpoint situation right what if it's like every time i die i do jump into a, a new reality right but i jump into a new reality and they try to find the one where my character would have lived and unfortunately i've run out of all of the ones where berenstein bears existed and now it's berenstain bears so my my character can only continue in the reality in which it's berenstain so i'm a crap all right i'm here so i'm like wait wasn't it berenstain and everyone's like no it's berenstain because we've been here the whole time and i'm like oh okay i guess but i'm actually on the second level of life not in a not in a, like, not in a new universe basically yeah, it's, yeah exactly you're yeah. from the old universe yeah so it, but i just I think what bothers me about it when I start going into this and like, there's like this like passionate ignorance and like this like arrogant, just like, just anger that, that happens when people are just like, no. And it, I, I, I think it's because there's kind of, there's kind of like this superiority complex thing that happens with people where they're like, no, you just don't know. Cause you're not from the other place, you know, yes. like where they're like, you, they're creating an entire false reality to make their, their own importance boosted because. Yes. And that drives me crazy. Cause I'm like, Okay, well, if anything, like, come on, guys, like, can't, can't, now we, I don't like what you're doing, because you're creating this weird false dichotomy, for, uh, and it's always, it just creates more, and we don't talk about, like, political issues and stuff, but it does, it just creates more, like, us versus them, you're the other, we're, we're special in some way that you're not, we're better than you, and, you know, you, a way you can't be, and it's just like, can we stop doing that, like, you know, so you're, you're so self-absorbed and obsessed with your, your own, you know, perfection, like, your perceived perfection that you can't, just accept that you're not from a different reality. From you're this. just, like, I on. think, but I do think that's part of it. Like, I do think things like the Mandela effect, the hope and trust and belief that the Megalodon is possibly still alive, yes. that certain things exist. Wait, like, Steven, 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 Steven. The Megalodon's definitely still out there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let's not, no let's not go there. In this reality where it is barren, stained bears, <laughs> the Megalodon is out there. Um, and it looks horribly CG'd in home videos. I get it. Like that's it just that's just how it looks in real life. Is it's oh, just as it should be like like a Don Corleone, like uh mafioso. It's like it's the godfather, but it's the megalodon. He's, megalodon. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, you're a giant shark. I'm not going near <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, your teeth your teeth's like the size of my forearm or something. I'm not I'm not messing with you at all. I don't know the rules. I know you can eat a punch bug or something like that. <laughs> there was there was something about the zoo books. But yeah, I do think there's just like this this need to think that there's something more. 
Yeah. When there's so much on this earth already. I know. I think like, why do you need this like secondary, like mysticism to like really make you feel and, and like, there's like, more. I don't get it for me. I, and I'll tell you, like, like I said, I love thinking about that stuff. Like I, I do love, too. It's a I fun. Love, and I, know, I know you do too. That's why like we love talking about this stuff. I think what bothers me is the absolutism that happens. Mm-hmm. And like, because, and, and that's what I said. Like when I was talking about the fruit loom thing, my first thought, and I'll finish that. Like I'll, I'll come back to this. So my first thought was, I don't know, but I'm, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I don't remember a cornucopia, but I can picture a cornucopia. So I can't say confidently. Right. So that's where I, that's where and I, not, and what is weird is not only can you picture a cornucopia, but you can picture a cornucopia drawn in the style of yes. through the loom style. Yes. So that's why it really messed with you. But that's just how incredible the human brain is. Like you're a, you're a living computer. But you you know? know, one of something funny about memory, Stephen, like it's so funny. Right. So here's my brain. Right. My brain's just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't say for certain what I can say for certain. And I swear, this is the funny, like it was literally, I'm sitting here reading this stuff. I'm reading about Fruit of the Loom. It's like 1230 in the morning, right? It's like, it's midnight, right? And the, what my brain does recall is that I have in my possession a shirt from when I was in first grade in Mrs. Rizzo's first grade class in Forest Hills Elementary School. I have a shirt that I made and I remember that it's a fruit of the loom shirt and i was like you can just disprove everything i was like well at the very least no one's touched this shirt at the very least it like let's just pretend that people just eradicated all shirts from the 90s and re like just changed the logo since then this shirt is un unfazed by that you know whatever that is so i was like and no, of course, this doesn't disprove if we are in a, the reality in which there just isn't a cornucopia, but there is a different reality. That's fine. But what, what it did for me was I was like, oh, I don't have a solid memory, but I do have this very specific memory of having this shirt that I, you know, that I got in first grade and it happens to be in my son's room. So I went and I grabbed it. Okay. So I went in my son's room and I found this is my first grade shirt. And it literally says, it says the elementary school and everything, people. And so I look and I was like, oh, and I'll tell you, and I like full, full sincerity, Stephen. I literally was sitting there like, please, please let there be fucking let cornucopia. Like, let I swear to be God. there, like, dude, because and I'll tell you, like, as much as I get like impassioned about like getting upset with people who are so positive about it, I would love to know that we jumped realities or that there's some weird situation going on in which aliens are trying to mess with our brains or like there's some AI being funneled through like nanobots or something weird. So, the, you know, the government's like, oh, let's see if we can make them think that Fruit Loops. So it's called Fruit Loops, but different spelling. Like, mm. I don't, I would love it. I would love that. So I was like, please let there be a cornucopia on this thing. So I looked and it's so funny. You can see my first grade teacher wrote ants on it and everything. I don't know if you can see it in the camera. Yep. But yeah, there's no cornucopia on this. No, nope, there's fruit though. There's fruit. And so so I was just like, and of course, and I will say that doesn't prove anything as far as the, you know, there being a different reality or whatever people are from. All it suggests is that at the very least since the 90s, there has been, you know, no cornucopia on the thing. I've yet to see any evidence of a cornucopia that wasn't produced specifically for this purpose. Like, you know, yet. Um, I would love that. So if you're out there and you're listening to this or watching this and you do find any kind of actual evidence, uh, feel free to let us know. Uh, send it to wehaveissuespod at gmail.com. Send them, send them cornucopias. 
send it. Um, I did see, like, I saw, and of course, what's happening just with all the photo editing software and with AI, it's so easy for people to fake things now. So I think that's going to, it's going to be really interesting going forward where we're like, people will just be rewriting history and just creating memories for people. Is this going to get to the point where the only things it's, it's basically going to get so ridiculous that we're yeah. just not going to believe anything again. It's going to go right yeah. back to where we were prior to the internet. We're just going to yep. be like, yeah, whatever. Tall tail McGee over here. Like, yeah, it's everything's fake now, you know, dude, it's scary stuff. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I'm, I'm, I try to like, as long as we're, we have relationships with people, with each other and with people. And we try to like live with, you know, the best intention we can and understand you know, like that we're not trying to hurt each other and we're communicating like to at least the people close to us that's all we can really do because we can't really trust that the you know general public is going to always behave that way so it's good it, but it's it's a little scary that being said though dude it's so much fun to go through this like this we need, we need like a, a short movie where it's like the Mandela effect, but it's like the most ridiculous one. And this guy just can't like, no, they weren't like, no, they've always been leprechauns. No, the Disney show was called gargoyles and it was <laughs> epic. They were giant statue demon monsters. Demon no, monsters. Why would be... Do you don't remember the rainbow. You don't yeah, remember the rainbow. It was so happy and positive. Why would we put demons on the TV in the nineties? No, five gargoyles. They all wore the green gargoyle. <laughs> it, was, it was five leprechauns. They all wore the leprechaun getup, but they had different masks on of different colors. There was an orange one, a a, a purple one, <laughs> a, red, a blue yeah. one, and a red one. And, and then they and went. They went by. They the went by famous street names in Ireland. Everyone knows this. It was McGinnis, and there was there was like, like all the different. <laughs> I like the teenage mutant leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> but after a thousand years, we live in And it's just like I know it's Scottish, Scottish. So I maybe should have said Scott. But it's bagpipes instead of like the, the church organ. Yeah. Oh my god! We wish again. We wish again. <laughs> You're not even making wishes, leprechauns. What are you doing? <laughs> uh it was well no you're what you're thinking of is like the reboot from the like early 2000s it was called gold goils it was, gold gold goils. Goils. It was they were leprechauns they were obsessed with gold they were gold goils yes and they, they would transform into golden leprechaun statues yeah, golden leprechaun statues everybody and every time when it was nighttime they turned back into their leprechaun yeah, they, forms. they grant wishes again we know it look at it look there was gold lion gold lion <laughs> <laughs> gold lion they leave, they're not even trying it's just like gold lion. <laughs> gold lion got me good like <laughs> oh man but i love that i love the idea of like someone being so st- like it would be funnier though if like then you cut back and there's one other meanwhile scene it's like behind the curtain of reality and god's just like he fucking did it he cracked he the code it. he cracked the code <laughs> he knows that leprechauns is not the show <laughs> Mandela, what have you been doing down there? I try. I really, really, really wanted to mess with this guy specifically. And he loves gargoyles. He loves them so much. I wanted to take it from him. <laughs> um, poor Mandela. He's taking a beating in this conversation, but he does not. It's not this, the is the fiction, this is the fiction. This is the fiction. Yeah, it's the fictional supervillain Mandela from the other universe, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everybody knows that. Um but oh man it's so funny uh but 
I thank you all for tolerating <laughs> Mandela effects. I think it was worth it. Thank you all for listening and watching. You're amazing. Um, and if this well, episode is offensive to you, this actually came from the other universe. So this isn't even the Stevie Wildcard and Anthony Lafuse. Yeah, it's, that you it's, love. It's it's, it's not completely. Um, so. Steven, there's one more thing I just want to talk about just real quick because it's so today we're recording this. It's late. Um, it's 4th of July. Steven, there's fireworks going off in the background. There are so many fireworks going off right now. Um, Steven, it's Atlas and I watched Independence Day tonight for the first mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. together. Right. I've seen this movie a billion times. Right. That's a cool little ritual. It is. It, it, it is. It's like, you know, I was like, I will. I when I when I lived alone I watched it like every year. I was like, hey, Independence Day. And like, I was like, I, I love that movie. And I was, you know, I'd watch it. But since Atlas was born, I was like, I I haven't watched it because I was like, it's a little in, like it's inappropriate, you know, up until a certain age. The aliens are kind of spooky. Yeah, like, there's especially when they when they get the doctor yes, and... and they have the the thing and they're saying yep. no peace, like I yeah. want you to die, and like it's it's pretty scary. Also, humans dying all over the place in that movie. I just want to say really quick about that movie. Two things. One thing, it's over two hours long, and I never realized it. Like I oh, watched wow. it watching it with an eight year old. I was like, wow, this is a long movie. I never realized, you know. But like watching it as a kid and like you know like grow like growing up as an adult, I I was just you know you see it's there. such an intense movie that yeah. you don't you don't feel that I mean, two hours. So what I was getting, so what I'm getting at, Stephen, is that movie touches on all the things that just make me cry in a movie, <laughs> like. Right. Like Steven, it has like touching dad moments. It has like the I'm proud of you moment, you know, where like the dad is proud of the son finally. And the, like it has the like underdog character who like uses like what his strengths are to like do something better for the world and for people and himself, you know, and just like you know, grow. And it's just it has like the it has like the relationships, you know, situation where it's like the unlikely scenario of these people getting together, but they overcome great odds. You know, it has like all of these like like big tropes. But like the ones that like specifically like tear, like tug at my heart. The ones that hurt, like Like Randy Quaid, like his his situation. like that situation where it's like, like you have a tough relationship with your dad. He has issues. uh, You have issues with him. It doesn't, you know, you're not really seeing eye to eye. But then you you see him uh, find his potential while meeting his end, and it's like, oh my god, like like what is this? Intense. And and then of course there is the like incredible incomparable uh speech from uh you know bill pullman you know or not mm-hmm. from bill pullman but performed by bill pullman in the movie it was just like i i love it so much because he's just like like any other like in real life they're like okay you're gonna have to go and like pump these people up we have these speech writers they're gonna give you this you know you're gonna or the person the president or whoever it is will be like i'm gonna write this this like you know touching speech and go and read it. he literally walks out there and he's like they look scared they're young they look scared give me that and he's just like we will not go quietly into the night you know yeah. just like this is amazing you know yeah for like, sure and i was just like welling up a little and i was just like oh my god we can all work together and do things yeah it doesn't for have sure. to negative and like i don't like i i wish i like it i mean it says a lot about like uh, at least i'll say it says a lot about my perception of the world at large when like stuff like that really gets to me because i'm just like oh man people are coming together and i'm like well, positive way for once you know i was like oh, it's a community and i like that you know but like oh man it got me so good and i'm sitting next to my son just like yeah sometimes dad does this it's okay it's okay sometimes it happens bro catches you, catches you off guard yeah he's... you know though like in retrospect the 90s man like we really did kind of have like at least as kids we really did have like this perspective that like evil big corporations were the bad we really had the perspective we should have yeah. which is corporation people bad yeah 
we're we we're all in the same boat fighting yeah. this you know what i'm saying and then something happened yeah over time yeah well people yeah just can, people just continue to be shitheads really is what it is and I, I i think we i think we took it too far with fight club and then the corporations were like we're the ones paying for these fucking movies <laughs> and they were like we're not gonna let you do this anymore no more no corporations good you're bad i'm like oh man okay well, we're gonna try to make robocop again yeah but it's not gonna be as good okay fine <laughs> it's just, just, we're gonna limit your potential we're gonna make disney more powerful than ever they are the corporation good luck any message they have is going to have to be. What if I told you that by the time it, we were done with them, you would hate comic book movies. You <laughs> would hate them. You're going to hate comic book movies and comic books and everyone who talks about comic books and everyone. Who there is no, there is no way someone could have flown back to 2012. Steven just riding that high no. of watching the Avengers no and been like, Guess what? In the future, they they cover Thanos. They cover freaking Kang the Destroyer. Really? And you're going to hate it. You're going to hate every second of it. It's going to be so slow after the after the whole Thanos thing. It's just going to be not what you want. It's going to be like, I don't actually hate it, but you get where oh, I'm I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I feel the same way. Like, I... And I don't know, people, everyone has, you know, their different uh, theories or opinions or whatever of like the, the superhero movies. I guess now we're in our uh, superhero movie segment, but like, <laughs> like, no, I'm with you. Like I watched the flash, the new flash movie. And I was kind of already dragging my feet to go see it only because of the whole like Ezra Miller drama and all that stuff. And like the fact that you know, like the universe doesn't matter, any, like their universe doesn't matter anymore. So it's just like this like apathy that washed over me. Where I was like, the I think, I, I think they are severely underestimating like how much people like were pretty like repulsed by his behavior and how he was treating people over yeah. and over again. Like just because you stop covering it in the news doesn't mean people forget that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, I mean, like I watched a couple of those videos and I was like this. This is unacceptable and I don't love it. And I like, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I wish I would like, and sometimes it's like, I want to be forgiving and I want to understand like, okay, well, it's not for me to, to judge this person or, you know, whatever, but it just seemed like it was so much. And there was so in our face with all, with all of like the drama for so long. And I was just like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Because now this universe doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's all being like washed over anyway. Why are we releasing this movie? Oh, because you spent a lot of money on it and you don't know what else to do. Okay, then why didn't you release Batwoman and all the, you know, and all the other movies that you were going to make? It's just, it's also silly. And like the nostalgia of like uh, Keaton's Batman being in it, like was enough to make me want to like, see it but i was just like i don't really care i want to i wish i cared more about it instead of making flash they should have just scrapped it halfway through and made batman beyond with keaton's what they yep. should have done i would have been Steve, like i think the reason i think they didn't do it because they were just like oh yeah what if that what if it was successful i think they they were like ah, this one's not going to be that successful but it's going to be successful enough to make a, either make money or like write off some things you know mm -hmm. but i don't know like i don't know i don't have any like strong theories on it i know it was basically like they tried really hard to push it, but with all of the drama and stuff, it was never going to do very well. You know, mm -hmm. it was it just wasn't like we all kind of lost interest. And like, I'm I'm really hopeful for the James Gunn uh, DC universe. Like, I want to see what he does. I I'm never going to be one of those people who like craps on things before they exist. I want to see, you know, I want to see what he does. And I, I love James Gunn. I I, yeah, I mean, the Guardians movies are great. Oh, my God. Su yeah. His version, his Suicide Squad is great. You know, yeah, I mean, people people like to like crap on like his comedy stuff and like act i don't know like but he's he's a writer and he has he has written like if you ever watched tromeo and juliet he wrote like a whole movie in iambic pentameter like he wrote like i mean he wrote scooby-doo movies and you're like he can write 
anything. Like he has a pretty broad range and he's capable of a lot of things, just like most other writers who are doing what they, you know, doing their best. And not only is he doing his best, but like the same way that you can put like a professional, like an actor in the gym to professionally become bulky, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, hey, you're going to go look like Superman in six months. OK, cool. Hey, James Gunn, go in your cave and come out with a good uh, Superman movie. Cool. If you if I don't have to go to work, I don't have to deal with any other stresses. I can go and do that. I can write a crappy first draft and become a and then a better second draft and a better third draft and come out eventually with a decent movie. And I, I trust that James Gunn can do it. He's totally capable of it, you know, and like a lot of their grief comes from like the Guardians. Like, oh, it's so goofy at times. But like, I'm sorry. Even the people that say it's goofy, I know your ass cried when Yandu died. I oh. know your I in Guardians two when that sequence happened. I know damn well you were crying, whether it was goofy earlier in the movie or not. Like, no, I love it. Balances it, it well. Like his tonal balances. You, you need the highs with the lows. Yeah. Like you're not going to experience that death at its most tragic moment without experiencing like all the shakiness that comes in between and all the happiness that's before it. Like, I mean, you yeah. need all of that. It yeah, all no, needs to I, be there. It's I, a good balance. In my I opinion, agree, but I agree. And I like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I, I like, I've seen a lot of people who are still just like, ah, Snyder. And it's just like, I feel like, I mean, it extends into politics and everything else, but like, and, and like the, the Mandela effect and everything, like people will hold so strongly to this reality that they've like, they, you know, this, this potential reality that they've created in their head that could possibly exist rather than acknowledging like the beauty that exists in the one that they have or the potential that exists in the one that they're in, you know, or it's just like, there is great, incredible potential in what James Gunn is about to do. We don't know. It could be the coolest thing ever. When people saw Heath Ledger as the Joker, they said, a bunch of bullshit and it's gonna keep happening people don't have great uh imaginations for other people's projects you know yeah. like if you know and, and that's fine we're not supposed to but and like yeah you're entitled to opinions go ahead but like it's useless to sit there and live in the negativity of you know just hating someone's potential reality rather than acknowledging like hey i'm gonna root for you and hope for the best and i hope you make a superman movie that i'm gonna freaking love and i hope you like i think you you might you know so that's where i am with it mm -hmm. i'm sure you will yeah. So and the Snyderverse people are probably all like, well, you see, it worked for Sonic fans. They they bitched about Sonic, but yeah. it's like, and then, and then it just cuts back to, to Warner Brothers, like, see what you did? See what you did? You <laughs> used that stupid marketing campaign. You had the good Sonic from the start. You used this market, and now they think they can get their Snyderverse. They're not getting their Snyderverse. <laughs> like, just like they were always going to get the good Sonic. Man, I will, if anyone out there has a picture of the ugly tails. Let me know. I would love. I want to see ugly tales. I have never seen ugly tales. Um, if there were like, okay, it's the same movie, which means they were going to do the same thing. Means that we need style. We need style versions of the different characters in it that look like yep. Sonic, right? Yep. Well, that's the thing is at the end of Sonic, at the end of the first Sonic movie, they tag it with Tails shows up. And that shows up in the second movie. So, you know, it was always planned. It was a thing they were going to do. They're like, hey, we're going to tease the next movie at the end. They, which means they finished that movie. They had to have made that scene with Tails, right? And even if they didn't, they at least needed the design, design. for Tails to fit the style. That's right. Because they drew Sonic different, so they at least would have needed to have a design for Tails. Yeah. So I want some some time-stamped Tails designs for that movie. I yeah, want I, justice. I kind of just want them to release the ugly Sonic movie. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's so funny. Like, that would, like why wouldn't they have done that? Hey. Here's the first draft or just the DVD. They like, don't got it. They don't got it. It doesn't exist. It was just a trailer the whole time. It had to be right. 
Mm-hmm. There, like I, that, I don't like stuff like that drives me crazy because I'm like I don't like the manipulation for like the just the money you know like can, can we stop can we not do that you know like we, we lie, people lie enough to you know for various reasons like just stop um but anyway Stephen okay so we've talked about various universes and potential realities and the way you know the future is going to go for other people at the end of our every show we talk about how our future is going to go and what our potential rea- reality is so this week what are you going to do. This week looks pretty decent and open for the weekend. So I am going to push through and I said, I still have some roughs I can work on. So I'm going to try to get two, two, I'm going to say two pages safe. So that way you don't have to call me a failure. Steven, I don't want to call you a failure. ever again. (laughs) It's not his fault. People. I I, I love you so much, uh, so much, but you bunk it up every week, Steven. Bunk it, bunk it, bunk it, bunk it, bunk it it. louder, bunk Bunk it it. louder. Black Eyed Peas episode two, people. (laughs) We need them. We need them. Black Eyed Peas cult news (laughs) is what we need. Oh my god. Um. (laughs) So okay, so this week. I am going to color. I'm going to say I think I have three pages left to to do to be caught up with what you've given me, um, and I'm going to finish them because I have off tomorrow and Atlas goes with his mom. So I'm going to and I am off tomorrow. I'm going to finish it and then Thursday I have um, I get off work pretty early and I'm just going to work awesome. as hard as I can to finish it. And I have to I have to do a little bit of other stuff like I have to write a song uh, for Crit- critically stupid and I have to do my movie thing on Thursday night. But that's about it, you know. So awesome. Yeah, so that's I'll upload page 18 as a TIFF file too. Awesome. Make sure you have it. Heck yeah, dude. Um, but thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for making it this far in the episode. If you somehow made it this far in the episode and you're not subscribed to the podcast, please hit the little button that's like in this area or just you know hit subscribe however you can. Also hit the like button. It totally helps us out. And like whenever I do look at the analytics, it lets me feel much better about my life because the people who don't like it will definitely hit the dislike button and they don't make it this far. No, they never make it this far in the episode. I can see the analytics. They're like, oh, yeah, look, they made it 0.0 seconds and they hit that button because they hate me. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, I bunked up your life somehow. Um, but like, can we, <laughs> can, can we like move on? Um, but yeah, so thank you. Thank you all. Uh, tell your friends, tell your grandparents, tell your aunts, your uncles, tell everyone you would want in Thanksgiving and also wouldn't want your Thanksgiving. Just make us, you know what? Like torture your relatives, torture your enemies. I want you to go out there. Fourth of July, people are going to let off fireworks for the next three weeks. Go outside, blast our podcast in your car as loud as you can. We are your fireworks now. We are your fireworks now. But tell them, tell them that we're tell them about our Mandela effect opposite. Like find the person that supports Mandela effect the most and show them this episode so they just rain on it. Even what if it's Wendella? Like that's <laughs> the evil Mandela. Like you have Wario. It's it's a Wendella. He's even hinting at it in, in the whole episode. He's wearing the Wendello hat. It's a Wario hat. Not in my universe, buddy. Wendello's <laughs> always been a thing. The Wendello. The Wendello. The Wendello. It's like a, it's like a like a Wendigo, but Wendigo, like a Wendigo. It's the Wendello. He just goes from universe to universe. And just ah, he just yells. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm ruining everything. Yes, you are. I've been cursed. Up. Curse with the with the need to troll. <laughs> but but thank you all. Thank you for tolerating our ridiculousness and being a part of this colony. It really means everything to us that you're here for us supporting us. Um, let us know if you have a book, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about in the show. Let us know if you have any questions. Find us on Twitter uh, or Facebook or wherever you can. All the links are below. But just know that we appreciate you and we love you and we are so mm-hmm. thankful for you. Uh, we hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next time. I'm Anthony. And I'm Stevie Wildcard. This has been We Have Issues.
Boom. Oh, God. Here we go. We are recording super late. It is 4th of July, 2023. We got this. All right, here comes Steven. Here comes Steven. We're going fresh out of the gate. We got this. We got this. We got this. Look at Steven. He just comes prepared. Just I'm, sexy just, I'm ready. Just, he's, like, he's like, listen, we, we have to be as straight and like perfect and concise as possible. We need to keep this keep this going. How can I throw chaos into this? Wah! Wah! <laughs> and you know, it's not at all there. Ladies and gentlemen, this hat is not here because I have a horrible pimple scar on my forehead that I scratched too many times. That's not why this is here at all. I have it's not to cover my, my meth-looking scar. Steven, I have never in my entire life had a pimple that I li- live its full existence. Like I've like in the life expectancy of a pimple <laughs> on my face is as soon as I see it, it's dead. And I and I like it shouldn't be because I'm like I preemptively I'm like, oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna terminate this pimple. I am literally like sent back in time to kill the John Connors before they're you know like just asking every pimple if it's Sarah Connor. Exactly. Is your name Sarah Connor? Like I just, I just squish those pimples. I will. I mean, what I'm saying is, I, yeah, I'm the Skynet of my face, and that's why I have random. You know, I've the, the apocalypse. Uh, you know apocalypse of, of and of sometimes pop. like when tina is you know like because tina is one of those one of those uh that Ooh. loves to pop pimples yeah uh sometimes her nail just you know pulls a little too much skin and it looks like i do meth so i'm just gonna cover that little wound up it should heal by, by next week does tina I mean, not allegedly talk like come on she is i mean allegedly i know like i i've seen steven's head and i can tell you um just completely honestly with with no lies whatsoever there is no pimple on his head there's he no really, nothing. really good i lift the hat blood just pours out <laughs> of it <laughs> you hear the pimple screaming in the darkness <laughs> i had a family 